welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Good evening. You can hear me? Good. Good. We're in John, John chapter 9 tonight. John chapter 9. Just a couple of, of praise reports. Um, we have Gavin back amongst us. And it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to have him back amongst us. And he's healthier and he's stronger. We've been praying for Gavin. And, and it's great. Uh, great to have him back amongst us again in a stronger way. Um, also, Kira, our Kira got a house. I don't know if, did, did we celebrate that yet? I, I don't think we did. We, we need to give the Lord a clap. You know, these, these are wonderful, wonderful answers to prayer. Out of, out of Kira's house, I got a job making furniture, however that worked out. <laughs> um, and then last Sunday, last Sunday here in the church, we had to open the balcony for the first time, you know, um, and because, because the crowd was too big for the bottom floor, I think we should clap for the Lord. He's, he's building this church. So, uh, it's, just, it's, it's good to take note of what the Lord is doing and how he's answering prayers and, and rejoice in these things. So praise God. Um, when we were going through the, the pandemic, um, my title tonight, first of all, is, is Mud and Light. Okay. Now, when we, we were going through the, the pandemic, um, and they were, they were introducing the, the, the face masks, I, I mentioned at the dinner table one evening that I need to go and, and pick up a face mask. And to that, uh, my daughter asked me, would I be getting a cleansing face mask or a hydrating <laughs> face mask. Um, uh, so, so tonight we're talking about a, a different type of face mask altogether um, in, in John chapter 9. <laughs> this, this, this was one passage um, that I always had a few struggles with, respectfully had struggles with, with Jesus' conduct in this um, so, so let, let's read it, and you know, we, we know the story, he puts mud on the blind man's eyes, and you know, I always struggled with that a little bit, um, but, but I've been studying it, learned a few things, I think Jesus was spot on, as he usually is. <laughs> uh, but John, John chapter 9, we'll read from, from verse 1. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. 
And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back saying, Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is this not he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and I received sight. Then they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought him, who formerly was blind, to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among, among them. They said to the blind man again, What do you say about him? Because he opened your eyes. He said, He's a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called for the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age, ask him. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed that he was the Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So they again called the man who was blind and said to him, give God the glory. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know one thing. I know that, that though I was blind, now I see. Hallelujah. Then they said to him again, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, you're his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we do not know where he is from. The man answered and said to them, why, this is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from, yet he has opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. Hallelujah. We'll stop there. Lord God, Lord, tonight, Lord, thank you, O oh God. Lord, you can open eyes, O oh God. Lord, you can create, Lord, Lord, stars, galaxies, O oh God. 
Lord, there is nothing impossible with you, Lord. And Lord, you've Lord stepped into our world, Lord. Oh, Lord, Lord, come, Lord, and, and made yourself one, Lord, of the human race, oh God. Oh, Lord, because you love us, Jesus. And Lord, you're doing something, oh God. And I pray, Lord, Lord, tonight, Lord, would you, Lord, just let, open our eyes a little bit more, oh God, to, to understand, oh Lord, something, Lord, of, of, of your light, Lord, and how, Lord, oh Lord, you're moving, oh God, and oh Lord, Lord, how, Lord, you want to use us, Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we're, we're in the Gospel of John. And uh, as we know, in John chapter 20, verse 31, it says this. These things, in other words, the writings of John in this book, they are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that, and that by believing you may have life in his name. And so, so when, when we're, we're, we're reading this, this account tonight in, in John chapter 9, we know that, that, that this is one of the signs that, that John took note of that he wanted to, to put in his, his collection of, of his account of Jesus so that we would be encouraged, we'd be stirred in our faith, that we would, uh, that, that we would believe and that we'd have life in Jesus. And so, uh, so let, let, let's, let's journey through the, the story tonight. So Jesus was, was, was walking along. He was, he was journeying. Uh, and he saw this man who was blind from birth. And uh, the, disciples, the disciples immediately jumped to a philosophical uh, question. And uh, they, they straight away jump into this discussion about whose fault was it that this man was blind? And uh, so, so immediately we know that, that th- this man's blindness was a well-known fact. Maybe they, they'd seen him before or um, they, they'd known about this man and they knew, somehow they knew that he'd been blind from birth. And, and this, this fact that, that he was blind from birth made, made it all the more profound. And it seemed to make uh, the healing of the blindness all the more difficult. And of course, back in those days, there was no, uh, there's no disability allowance. There's no social welfare. There, there is no, uh, there is no, no fallback for him. There's no hospital. There is no jobs for the for the blind apart from from begging. So there's no uh, hope of of an income, of the results of an, an income. Then maybe his own home and a. Uh, maybe a wife and family, we, we, it, it, it was unlikely. Um, there was no social housing. He, he, probably had to, he probably was still living with his parents, I would imagine, or, or with people who would be kind to him. And Jesus, Jesus sees this blind man. And, and, and Jesus makes the first move. 
And I love that about Jesus. It's Jesus who makes the first move. And, and of course, we know that, that Jesus coming into the world was the greatest first move that was ever made. I remember in my teenage days, you know, it was a thing to make the first move towards a girl, you know. And <laughs> um, but the first move, Jesus, Jesus makes the first move. And he makes the first move towards this helpless man, this, this lost man, this, this beggar, this blind man, this man who, who, who's bankrupt. He, he has nothing, nothing to offer, this poor man. And I love that, that, that Jesus, Jesus approaches those who can give him nothing back. And brothers and sisters, he does that with us. What do we really have to offer Jesus apart from love and response to his love? But he comes and he makes the first move. And he responds to, to the disciples' question. The disciples come up with this topic, okay? We got this, this blind man. And whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Let, let's get into some sort of a debate. Was it his parents' sin that caused this blind man, this blindness, that caused his condition? Was it, was it something his parents did that was, was very unrighteous? Or was it his own sin? Was it somehow this, this blind man had sinned before he was born? And they get into this, this discussion. And we know, brothers and sisters, we know that, that sin causes all of the troubles in the world. Sin is behind all the sicknesses. Sin is behind all of the, the curse that came upon the world. Sin is behind it all. It was, it was Adam's sin. It was Eve's sin. It was, it was us as a human race. It was our sin, brothers and sisters, that brought all the pain, all the sickness, the death, the separation from God, the broken relationships, the cancers. Everything is a result of man's sin. And we know that sin affects us as individuals and it affects the people around us. But Jesus, in response to this debate that, that the disciples bring up, he says that, that this sickness, this blindness, wasn't caused by the parents, and even though they were sinners, and it wasn't caused by the blind man's own sin, even though he was a sinner too, because all have sinned and fallen short. But this, this blindness, this condition that he had, wasn't a result of a particular sin. But instead, this is what he says, and I love this. Jesus said, this man was born blind so the power of God could be seen in him. So the power of God could be seen in him. And brothers and sisters, tonight, maybe you are suffering in some way. And if you're a Christian tonight, you are no longer under, under any curse. Every curse has been broken. You're not under a curse. You're not, you're not being punished 
for your sin because Jesus took all our punishment on the cross. Hallelujah. He made the first move. He made the first move. But this man was born blind so that the power of God could be seen in him. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, God allows the, the, the results of sin, I suppose, but, but, but not an individual sin. He, 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 allows, he allows difficulties. He allows sickness. He allows traumas. He allows disappointments so that his power can be revealed. So that he can do something in our lives, to our lives, through our lives that will bring glory to him. That will reveal something of the Father's heart. That will re reveal something of Jesus. That will reveal something of the power of God and bring glory to Him. And that's what Jesus says in response to this debate. And, and brothers and sisters, we've got to be so careful about trying to bring a judgment to people's lives. We've got to be so careful. God does the judging. We do well to lean into compassion and kindness, even if the sin is caused by an individual themselves. We do well to lean into kindness because surely that's what Jesus has done. It was our fault. It was my fault. It was my sin. It was my mess. And Jesus steps in with kindness and compassion. This man was born blind so the power of God could be seen in him. Hallelujah. And maybe, maybe today you have a sickness or you have a suffering. Well, I can, as I said already, you're not under a curse. God's not punishing you. But it is so that the glory, the power of God can be revealed in you. That's what it's for. Because you are born again to bear fruit unto him, fruit of worship, fruit of testimony, uh, you, 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 the, the fruit of the Spirit. This, this is what our lives are for. And this is what God is doing. And so if there is suffering, then it is, it is not a, I say it again because people get, is God punishing me for something? It's, it's the natural way, isn't it? If something bad is happening to me, I must have done something to deserve it. Well, you do deserve it. We all deserve it. But the truth is, is that God isn't punishing us. He is bringing us somewhere. He is conforming us. He is shaping us. And we are not under, under that curse. One day we'll know why. One day we will. But between now and then, we have to know that we, we know the bigger picture. God is doing something. God is doing something. And he's revealing something in us and, and through our suffering. And if your phone is, is dinging like mine is, you need to put it on silent right now. <laughs> suffering is one of the it's one of the things that God allows in our lives. It's one of the most shaping things and conforming things. It's one of the things that God uses to bring us to, to honesty and, and to better places. And it's difficult. 
It often involves waiting. Waiting is tough. But Jesus ends the discussion about whose sin it is. And he continues, and he continues to say some things. And I believe that, that what Jesus says in these next few words sets, it gives an explanation for what he's about to do. He says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. And he goes on and he says this, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And so Jesus, he, he just puts this on to the, he's, he's just ended the discussion about whose sin it was, and, and he, he sets now a, a different, he, he sets a different temperature in, in the air. He sets, a, he sets a different paradigm now to, to what he's about to do. He's saying, I am, I'm, an, I'm, I'm, I'm urgently doing something that my father has, has laid out for me to do. I must do this work while it is day. There, there's, there's work to be done. And so he, he sets this, this scene. And so he declares, he declares that, that I must, I am the light of the world and I'm doing something. I'm doing works that my father has sent me to do. And so he steps down then and he, he, he spits on the ground and he makes a mud from the saliva. And he takes this mud, he mixes, his, his, he mixes it, it, it up, and he puts it on the man's eyes. Now, can you imagine? I, I know if I get a speck of dust in my eye, how irritating that is. And it must have been, like we, we don't, we're not told what, how the, the man felt about this. We're not told much about his reaction. But can you imagine somebody taking mud and just smearing it on his eyes? Now, the one thing we do know about Jesus is he's gentle. There is no hands that were gent more gentle than this. There are no hands that were more tender in how this mud was applied and nobody appreciates something being rubbed onto their eyes but Jesus is doing something he is bringing light to the world he's just told us what he's doing he is bringing light bringing salvation he is about his father's works the Holy Spirit has told Jesus to do this. The Holy Spirit who is leading Jesus is saying, make mud, put it on his eyes. This is, this is what the Father wants Jesus to do. I remember, remember when I was working in, in Seagate, I was an engineer, and, and they used to send me on, on trips 
to, to different places and sometimes I'd be with other people. There would be a team of us that would go. And um, I remember bringing my expenses back, you know, because they, they, it would be all expenses paid. And, and so I would bring my expenses back and my expenses would add up to a lot less than my colleagues' expenses. And it, 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 was a, it was an issue because if they had it in their expenses and it amounted to a lot more than my expenses, then questions would be asked. And they used to get really irritated with me because they would make a lot less money from their expenses when I was around. And I remember feeling the pressure to, to comply and feeling the pressure to inflate what, what, it, what, what I had spent on the trip. And it used to really irritate the guys. But they would trust me. They would trust me. And, and that, that testimony of mine was an annoyance to them. It was an irritation to them. And I was thinking back over my life, and I remember that that was one time where, where my testimony brought an irritation to somebody else. And I remember another time, I remember my sister Sharon. She, she was a Christian from, from her young years, childhood years. And I remember um, her, she, she got this, this doll that she'd wanted for a long time and, uh, as a child. She got this doll, and her friend didn't have one of, one of these dolls. And her friend left, felt left out. And Sharon felt God tell her to give this lovely doll to her friend. And I remember, I remember Sharon weeping over that. It really cost her something at the time. She was, she was just a child. It really cost her something. And I remember I was irritated. She irritated me with what she did. She, she, you know, because I knew I would never have given that doll if I wanted dolls, if I was into dolls. I would never, and I was never into dolls, just to clear that up for all of you. <laughs> I was never into dolls, but if it was me, I would not have been given that doll to anybody else. But Sharon did it, and it, it, it just annoyed me. And there's many other things that Sharon did that annoyed me. There was bad things, I suppose, and there was good, but many other good things. That's what I mean to say. There's much about Sharon's testimony that irritated me and, and got me to consider, um, consider my life and consider my actions. And brothers and sisters, what sometimes the light of Jesus, the, the, the light of Christ brings an irritation to the life. It does. Sometimes Jesus, uh, Jesus but, but when, when somebody's going to get saved, sometimes there's a period of irritation. I remember in my own life before becoming a Christian, I remember, I remember realizing some things. I, I, I realized that, that, that I wasn't going to heaven. I realized that, that I was unhappy. And, and the, these things came as as, as irritations to me, and, and it, it bothered me. And sometimes, actually a lot of the time, 
Being light brings irritation. Light shines up the darkness. That's what it does. It's like a, a, a mirror exposes our, our flaws. Not so much mine. Andy has more struggles with that than I do. <laughs> but the mirror of the word shows up our flaws. The law. The law shows us where we're going wrong. This, this, the, the straight line, it shows us that we're sinners. And brothers and sisters, Jesus being the light of the world, he comes and he has to show us and he has to reveal to the human race that there's an issue. There's a problem. There's sin. There's, there's, there's depravity. Everything is not good. And that's what Jesus does here with this, this blind man. He's being light. And he's revealing to this man something of, of his struggle and his issues. And he's bringing an irritation to this man's life. And so he takes of this man's circumstances. This man is a beggar. And he, he sits in the dirt. And he sits in the dust. And he, and, and this is his home. This is his surroundings. This is, this is his lifestyle. And he takes of this uh, depravity, of this beggarliness, and he, and he mixes it with saliva, and, he, and he, he, he smears it on this man's eyes, and he brings the irritation of, of this man's reality. This is the truth of this man's circumstance, and he, he it brings an irritation to this man because he's bringing him somewhere. And Jesus has this particular, he has a particular way of doing it. I want you to, to read in verse 6. He spat on the ground, he made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes. Anointed. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, actually it really is, nearly all the time. The first anointing is an anointing of mud. It's an anointing of mud that we receive in our lives and it's just the, the exposing of the mud of our circumstances, the mud of who we are, the darkness of our lives. And Jesus does that and he, he confronts this man with his, with, with his circumstance. He anoints him with a revelation of his lostness and his life. And then Jesus speaks to this poor soul. He says, go and wash. That word wash, it means cleanse. Go and cleanse in the pool of Siloam. And John, in the scriptures itself, John explains that, that the, the name Siloam means sent. It means sent. And Jesus sends this, this man who is irritated and, and has this anointing of mud. He sends him to the, the, the pool called Saint. And we today know, brothers and sisters, don't we? We know that there's a place where we can all go to. 
where we can be washed clean of every stain, brothers and sisters. There's a place where we can go to where the blind eyes can be opened. There's a pool. There's a pool that opens eyes today. Hallelujah. There is a pool. His name is Jesus. There's a pool that washes off shackles. There's a pool that, that we can go to that freezes from the poverty of, of, of the sin that entraps us. There is a pool that sets us free. Hallelujah. There is a pool. There's a place where we can go to where the mud of our circumstances can be removed from us. The mud of our, our life, the grime of our life, the grime of our failures can be cleansed and removed from us. Hallelujah. There's a pool that washes our sins away. There is. Thank God we have this pool to run to. Our pool is Jesus. And so this man went and he went. And, and if you're under the sound of my voice tonight and you haven't gone to this pool, you haven't gone to Jesus and you're irritated with, with the mud of your life, if the mud of your life is, is just in front of your eyes and, and you can't get past it, then you need to go to the pool that is Jesus. This man went. This man in his blindness, he went to this pool. He went to this cleansing pool. And I'm going to encourage you tonight, go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. If you're, if you're covered in your filth, and, and, and covered with the wrong things that you've done. If you're sitting in your guilt tonight, sitting in your shame tonight, then go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. He washes it all away. Every last bit. And we become free when we go to the pool of Siloam, the pool that was sent, which is Jesus. We become free. We become clean. We have our eyes opened. And this man went. This man washed. And this man came back seeing. He had his eyes opened, brothers and sisters. He was, he did, he came back to, to, to the place where he had been, but he was no longer begging. He was no longer a prisoner. He was no longer ashamed and incapacitated. He was altogether different. And the people looked at him and, and they said, it can't be him, but it looks like him. And if, <laughs> hallelujah, brothers and sisters, this is what Jesus does. He, he makes us altogether different. He puts us in a, in a different life. He changes us completely. And this man could see everything differently. And this is where I wanted to get to tonight, brothers and sisters. Jesus said about us, he said that we are the light of the world. Me and you. And this ministry of Jesus is also our ministry. We are one with him. And he is the light of the world. He is rubbing mud 
on people's lives and, uh, and eyes and convicting them of sin. And brothers and sisters, you and I will do the same. We are part of this ministry of Jesus. And what happens when this man came back is he becomes part of the ministry of mud smearing <laughs> and light giving. He becomes part of the mud smearing and light giving ministry. It's wonderful because straight away the, the, the Pharisees are confronted. The Pharisees get up in arms, who healed you? And this was done on the Sabbath. And, and this man, he just, he just said, oh, do you want to follow him as well? You know, do you want to follow Jesus? And he, he rubs it in a bit. He does. But he is mud smearing on, he is anointing the Pharisees with the mud of their hypocrisy through his testimony. And brothers and sisters, this is, this is what God, God does with us. He brings us into this ministry. And it's not always pleasant. I prefer to, I, I prefer to, to be saying the words, go and wash in the pool, rather than uh, smearing mud on somebody's eyes. And, and you and I, without even trying, brothers and sisters, we will be mud smearers. We will, because we, we, our lives, just by the way we live, will confront the darkness in other people. It will be, there will be a confrontation when you say, I walk with Jesus. When you say, I choose to walk righteously, then immediately there's going to be a confrontation between you and those around you who do not walk that way. And you, by, by, um, walking in the nature of Christ, in the nature of being a, a, a light giver, you're going to be a mud smearer, an anointer with mud. And we don't even try. We, it's not that we want to. Well, we want to be light shiners, don't we? We, we do. We want to be, be a testimony for Jesus. But we're not, we're not trying to irritate anybody. We just want to walk with Jesus. We want to be honest. We want to pay our taxes I don't know about that one. You know. <laughs> no, we do. We, we, we want to live righteously, financially. We want to do our, our relationships righteously. We want to have good marriages and, and healthy homes and care for our kids and, and, and do, do everything onto the Lord and work with integrity to do our jobs as, as best we can and, and be honest and, be, and not lie and not gossip. And, uh, we, we want to be like Jesus. And just by walking that way, brothers and sisters, we irritate those around us. But that irritation is a good thing. It's a ministry. It's an anointing. And it's part of being light givers. And maybe today, you know, like... <laughs> like this man, this blind man, immediately he steps into this ministry of mud smearing on, on the Pharisees' eyes. And he got rejected, and he got reviled, and he got told he was a sinner, and he was the wrong one, and, and he was this, and he was that, and, and uh, he wasn't able to speak for himself, and they called his parents to try. Uh, brothers and sisters, you may be in the middle of that you may well be in the middle of, of the consequences of being the light of Christ. 
but know you're doing the right thing. Know that Jesus is using you. And it could be the reason your boss is being difficult with you. It's because you shine for Jesus. It could be the reason that your neighbors reject you is because there's something about your integrity or your kindness that shows up their, their flaws. And we will get persecuted because we choose to walk with Jesus because we have an anointing to smear mud and to, to confront the crookedness, confront the sin. Tonight, I just, I want to encourage you. This, uh, this blind man, he became mud in the Pharisees' eyes. And he points them to the sent one. He actually said, do you want to become his followers as well? He was, you know, and he said it actually to other people too. It was Jesus. He said it to his neighbors. It was Jesus. It was Jesus who did this to me. The man they call Jesus. This blind man became light. I want to summarize just in closing. First of all, if you're suffering, it is because God's purposes are being made known in your life. God's power is being revealed in your life. Jesus is the light of the world, and we, brothers and sisters, become a reflection of his light, and we are the light of the world. Hallelujah. I consider that an honor. That is the greatest of privileges, that I could be associated and part of the ministry of Jesus to bring light in this generation as a privilege, brothers and sisters. Sometimes, as we've said, that that can bring difficulty to our lives, persecution even, because the mud smearing will, will, will bring a challenge to people's lives that they won't be comfortable with and they may not like us because of it but it's part of the journey. It's part of their journey of being, of being irritated and brought and sent to the pool of Siloam, the sent pool. Our light brings people to that pool, brothers and sisters, that pool that cleanses and heals and brings them to eternal life. Can we stand tonight? Lord God, I thank you, Lord, that you Lord, stepped into our world, Jesus. You became, Lord, light, Lord. You chose, Lord, Lord, to take on, Lord, Lord, the suffering, Lord, of a human condition, O oh God. Lord, you stepped into, Lord, our tiny world, O oh God. You condescended, Lord.
Lord, that you could, oh Lord, be light for us, oh God. That you, Lord, could go to the cross, Lord, die for us, Lord, rescue us, Jesus. And tonight, oh God, Lord, we're told, Lord, to take up our cross, Lord, and follow you, Jesus. And Lord, tonight, Lord, I pray, Lord, for, for those of us, Lord, who, Lord, have shrunk back, oh God, Lord, because of the cost, oh God. Lord, today, Lord, Lord, we in Cork Church, Lord, we want to be, Lord, light, oh God. Lord, we want to be a testimony, oh God. Lord, we want to reach, Lord, Lord, this city, Jesus. Lord, and, and part of that, Lord, is just you doing it through our individual lives, oh God. One-on-one, oh God, whether we're in the school, oh God, college, oh God, whether we're in the, the, the workplace, Lord, the marketplace, Lord, whether we're at home, Lord, Lord, looking after children, oh God, oh, Father, Lord, Lord, whether we're retired, oh God, we are called, Lord, to be light, Lord, and Lord, to reflect your light, Jesus. And Lord, Lord, sometimes, Lord, that brings a rejection, oh God, and sometimes, Lord, we shrink back from it, Jesus. And I pray, oh God, that you would help us, Lord, Lord, not to shrink back, to not be those, Lord, who shrink back, oh God, but be those, Lord, who will, Lord, point others, Lord, to you, Jesus. Lord, through our lifestyle, Lord, through our testimony, oh God, Lord, and through our words, Jesus. Lord, I I pray, oh God, Lord, make us that, oh God. Oh Lord, that we, Lord, Lord, would just be, Lord, effective, Lord, in our generation, Jesus. Lord, that's what you're doing in us, Jesus. That's what you're bringing us, oh God. And oh Lord, sometimes it costs, oh God. Sometimes it costs, Jesus. Lord, help us, oh God. And Father God, I I pray, Lord, for all of us tonight, Lord. Let us not miss a day, Jesus, of being light, Lord, in our generation. God, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, help us, Lord. And I know, God, that you will comfort us, oh God, in those times, Lord, of suffering, oh God. The times of rejection, oh God. Oh Lord, you are the comforter, oh God. Oh Lord, you're the comforter, oh God. And you can comfort like no other, Jesus. Oh Lord, and we trust, Lord, Lord, our lives to you, oh God. We, we entrust our circumstances, oh God. We, Lord, entrust our finances, oh God, our jobs, Lord. Lord, everything, Lord. Lord, we give it all to you, Jesus. Oh Lord, it's all yours anyway, Jesus. Oh, Lord, and help us, Lord, Lord, not to preserve ourselves, oh, God, Lord, but be willing, Lord, to be, Lord, mud smearers, Lord, Lord, and, and, Lord, spokesmen and women, Lord, for you, Jesus. Lord, help us, oh, God, and I thank you, oh, God, this is your plan, oh, God. Oh, Lord, we are not alone in this, Lord. Lord, you're doing it in us. You're doing it through us, oh, God, and so we say yes to you, Jesus. We say yes to you, oh, God. As Cork Church, Lord, we say yes to you, oh, God. In this generation, oh God, Lord, make us light, Lord. Lord, make us a testimony, Lord, unto you, Lord. In your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you, brothers and sisters. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.